This week on The Friday Fix. It's not just law that requires you to have more diversity on board. It's a good thing. To deal with these big system-wide issues, you just have to have people with different experiences, different capabilities, different generational experience. It doesn't feel great to me or us that boards are taking potentially a backward step by continuing to hire people who have come through traditional routes and are of a certain age and stage in life. Welcome to this Friday's edition of PowerScourt's Friday Fix. I'm Victoria Palmer-Moore, Managing Partner at PowerScourt, and I'm delighted to have with me today Alice Breeden, Regional Managing Partner at Hydric & Struggles, the global executive search and leadership advisory firm. Alice leads the firm's work on CEO, executive team and board effectiveness. Before that, she was Director of People and Operations for Google in EMEA, and before that at McKinsey. So to start us off, Alice, what is the modern day role of a board within an organisation and its work with the executive team? Hi there. Thank you very much for having me today. A board of directors is there really to support the CEO and the executive team on behalf of the shareholders to ensure that the CEO can deliver the mandate of the organisation, the strategy, purpose, uh, it's the, the organisation's kind of role uh, in society and so forth. Uh, and I think, as you said, modern day, maybe just pick up on that phrase. Um, I think the role of the board has changed a little bit recently. So it used to be very much around assuring quarterly performance targets were met and assuring that the CEO uh, was enrolled. Those are kind of big things that boards did. And I think increasingly now, uh, as we see the rise of big issues like cyber risk, things like the pandemic, things like the war, the socioeconomic backdrop that we have globally, uh, the boards have an increasingly important role to play, an increasingly difficult role to play, really, in the worlds of organisations. Hydrogen Struggles has just published its annual board monitor report for the UK. Tell us about the report and what did you find? What we really are looking to do is, you know, take a bit of a pulse on the health of the boardrooms today in the world. So for the UK one, the report itself looks at diversity on boards, gender, ethnicity and so forth, and looks at how many appointments there are, what sort of appointments and what sort of experience is being hired into boards in the different countries. So that's really the kind of role and purpose of the survey itself. In terms of what we're finding, I think we're seeing increased levels of diversity in the boardroom, which is good, particularly on gender. And there is, you know, some some governance and rules that enable that to be happening at pace. So that's good. Uh, what we've also seen in this report is perhaps a little bit of a return to previous pre-pandemic sort of look, looking for more experienced board members and people have come up through the chief executive ranks typically. So uh, those are some of the big findings. I read that as quite a negative that, of course, it's great that experience should win out. But it also felt like there was a bit of a backward step, a higher proportion of over 55s, over 60s being uh, represented. So it felt as if less experience or new experience, newer backgrounds were losing out to, I suppose, the more stable, more experience. And maybe that's because of the cost of living crisis and unstable environment that people are going back to what is safe. But that doesn't really equip boards for the future. What do you think? I think it's a lovely question. And I would agree with you entirely. And I think if you take a step back in terms of what the boards are trying to do, you know, the role of the board to safeguard and assure the strategic delivery for the organisation, but increasingly, as you mentioned, we've got all sorts of things happening and boards need to be able to cope uh, and be future facing, as you say. So, you know, it's not just law that requires you to have more diversity on boards. It's a good thing to deal with these big system-wide issues. You just have to have people with different experiences, different capabilities, different generational you know, experience, you touched on the age piece there. So I would agree, it doesn't feel great to me or us that boards are taking potentially a backward step by continuing to hire people who have come through traditional 
rates and are of a certain age and stage in life. What we try to do is help boards and executive teams look, you know, further, harder, deeper into their organisations and, and even outside, obviously, to have people have that different perspective to help them as a board really cope with what's going on and, and help the executives to do the work they need to do. Yeah, another stat which seemed to go backwards was that drop in ESG and, and cyber experience, which we all know are, are huge issues at the moment, but will continue to dominate boardrooms reputationally and just in terms of the skill sets. Why do you think that's gone backwards and are boards being a bit short-sighted there as well? Whether you need specific capabilities around things like cyber and climate or whether you need general seasoned business leadership experience right, to be able to ask the right questions and you know ensure businesses are tackling these big, big issues and big risks. So that's a debate that you know is going on. I think the answer is probably somewhere in the middle. Something like climate and cyber, they're both quite technical they're both changing very fast and they both are system-wide so it's not one company or one sector or one team that's going to ever have the answer I do think it's short-sighted <laughs> so what's your question um to not have those skills in the boardroom I think it can't be a good thing for the boards uh, and for you know for society at large really um, at the heart of it so what we try and do again with boards if they don't have those skills necessarily in the room it's about education it's about learning it's about productivity with people who do know whether that's consultants or different generational inputs or things like digital cyber tech with the profile of the boards we're seeing it's just there's a huge disconnect between their experience and the experience of their consumers and the, and the world at large so alice what are best in class boards doing when we see boards really working well um if, you know the leadership of the chair sets the tone for the board clearly so the chair taking real proactive interest uh, through the nominations committee normally in terms of the skills that are needed on the board. We, we talk to our clients about future briefing. So what's happening in the world? Where might you be? Where might your capacitors be in the next three, five years? What skills that board do you need on your board to help you get there? So that's the kind of you know recruitment search uh, piece of the work we do. As I said, there's many things the board clearly won't have in this limited number of seats and all sorts of kind of structure around boards. So then, then it's about helping clients think about being the best they can be. So that sometimes is board apprentices. Some clients are doing are doing that. So somebody with literary generational experience or diverse perspective who sits on the board without a full seat for maybe a year. Um, shadow boards, advisory boards, um, those sorts of things are helpful. Things like climate and cyber, we see boards really kind of over-indexing on the committees because it's suddenly a big thing they need to do, so you have a sustainability committee or a cyber committee um, and getting expert input into that committee to help the board learn and grow at pace. So it's about recognising what you have, <laughs> what the gap is, and trying to fix that through some of these more formal or informal mechanisms, I suppose. Um, just going back to the board diversity point, um, so how's that changed in the last 10 years? Your figures show that a record 58% share of seats went to women in 2022, but still just 41% on average for boards as of January 23. And just put that into context of the FCA target, which is that at least 40% of all board members are women by the end of 2025. So gender diversity has really improved a pace, you know, as you said, FCA regulations that are requiring uh, 40% in world by 2025. Um, and that's being met well in the UK and in most places uh, and across Europe. Gender's going well. Over time, that's transformed a bit. It used to be much, 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 much less than that. If you take a 10-year lens, as you, as you said, what we're seeing much less of, and I think is that the next sort of vanguard, if you like, of the UK boardrooms is the ethnic diversity, the generational diversity, potentially neurodiversity, socioeconomic diversity. You know, getting those voices into the boardroom is really the next challenge. Uh, we saw no shift in this report in terms of seats going to ethnically diverse board members. So that's something that's remained flat, which might be slightly unexpected. Are there FCA targets there as well? 
So in terms of the uh, ethnicity targets, the regulation uh, is going to require that boards have uh, not only the gender diversity targets met, but at least one director on the board of directors uh, from a minority ethnicity by uh, 2025. So that target is also coming for boards as well. There was always some opposition for for targets and quotas, but in your opinion, has this been a a really key driver? Do we need to continue to to push for, you know, official targets? I mean, no one likes targets um, and they, you know, every intervention has a backlash or a reaction. So targets are a, a blunt instrument. They serve a role in a short period of time to help people make a shift that needs to be made, you know, at pace and otherwise wouldn't happen. Ideally, we wouldn't need targets. But yes, I think as we are where we are, we do need targets. And so we would support those and support our clients in in meeting them and exceeding them if possible. That's really interesting. Thanks so much, Alice, for taking us through that. And we look forward to seeing continuation of, of better trends in coming reports. Indeed. Thank you very much for having me.